Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Lane. This is Meg. And today we have an episode of Erotta, Not Erotica. And you may remember back in January, we read our Prince on Paper by Alyssa Cole. And we had a lot of questions about the dating scene I was playing. So Lane didn't like some of the tech talk. She didn't think it was like super accurate. I personally didn't have any problem with it, but that's because I'm kind of old and don't really understand how tech works anyway. So uh, to answer our questions, we figured we call on an expert. So we actually have a guest today. So our first time having a guest on the podcast, unless you count Minx, Lane's cat. <laughs> and uh, so joining us today is Connor. This is the founder of the blog Reader. I clicked on him and it reviews or... Uh, I don't know if it really reviews them, but it kind of breaks down dating sims and looks at the, the tropes and how they're made up and things like that. It's just sort of like general ruminations about, about these types of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and full disclosure, she's also my cousin. Um, <laughs> so she was kind of a, kind of a shoe in for, the, for our episode. Um, so we're very excited that she's joining us today. I'm excited. It's excited to be here. Thank you so much for joining us because I really do want to pick your brain. I had, I don't know if you've listened to the episode, but I asked Meg a ton of questions and I actually think I had to edit some of them out. I was just so fascinated by the existence of this and how they work. So I'm really glad that my curiosity will finally be satisfied. Great. Yeah. So what are dating sims exactly? Um, we're talking about like a wide variety of things here. Okay. So um, when you when you say a dating sim, people use that kind of as like a, a broad a broad category to talk about games that have to do with romance. But um, there's games overall that kind of like include romantic elements, and sometimes things are called dating sims that are actually are dating sims, and sometimes they're they're not. But it, I mean, like you can get down into the semantics of it, but it doesn't really matter. Um, sim is short for short for simulation, um, and um, a lot of these are supposed to like. Uh, the like a like a dating sim where you go on dates with somebody and it kind of replicates like the day-to-day -day experience. It's supposed to simulate that. So you get games um, that are a lot like the one that I'm probably going to be talking about, about a fair amount today, which is called Mystic Messenger, um, which is a game that's played in real time using your cell phone and sort of a, an application that involves communication between you and a group of people. This may sound familiar to you because this is what showed up in the book. Um, there are other kinds of dating simulations. A lot of these, um, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about are games that are coming out of Japan or Korea, um, and a lot of these haven't been localized. Uh, really the closest thing that you can get to, um, kind of a typical type of dating sim is actually the games, the Persona games. Mm -hmm. Um, Persona 3, you can play with a female character, but the rest of the Personas that are mostly people have in the States, Personas 3, 4, and 5, um, are, uh, have, have a male lead, but it's sort of like, you choose what you're gonna do every day. Um, and so it, it has some kind of simulation, some, some kind of uh, simulation effect that goes along with it. And those are often games that like take more time to complete. Um, but you also have games that sometimes people will call dating sims that are, um, that are more like in the visual novel category. Um, so visual novels have, fewer what, what somebody might call gameplay elements um, and more about, it's more about like branching storylines, um, making choices that have to do, are, are almost entirely dialogue based, very few mini games or anything like that. Very few like, there's, these aren't games that you get good at necessarily. These are games, 
often the decisions that you make will be based on like your read of what a character likes, for example. And like if you're you're trying to make friends with somebody or you're trying to form, form this kind of character for yourself or whatever. And, and a lot of that takes place over dialogue. So there's like stuff that has simulation in it. There's stuff that takes the form of more of a visual novel. And then there are also some games that like, I don't think people would necessarily call dating sims, but have are very relationship heavy and sort of are known for like having uh, the Mass Effect games, the Dragon Age games are known for sort of having a very rich kind of romantic content in them. Most of these games are marketed towards women. Some of them aren't. Um, some people might argue, myself included, that like one of the reasons that like Dragon Age and Mass Effect have been popular is because they focus on relationships, but like dudes are allowed to have relationships too. And they focus on things like friendships as well, like that part of an adventure and part of the adventure narrative can include relationship building with other people it, and it also conclude romantic connection like that that that's part of a meaningful story to us it's, it's there right so we say dating sim and it kind of ends up being sort of a it's a big loosey-goosey kind of category and a lot of the times you're not even dating anybody right like mm -hmm. you're working as a witch at a cat cafe and like are you <laughs> dating anybody no you just gotta like work every day and then you talk to all the people that are working there so you know it's it's kind of um there, there's a there's a category for this type of game in Japanese called Otome, which is like um, it's basically games for girls. Um, but again, not all of these games actually have to be for women. Um, so anyway, that's kind of what we're talking about when we talk about dating sims. I guess that a loose thing that you might you might go with is that it's, it's it, they're games that prioritize maybe not over everything, but prioritize relationships and relationship building. And the ones that have to do with dating and romance are ones that dating and romance takes place in as well. Yeah, so it's not so, exactly like a choose-your-own-adventure romance novel? Oh yeah, that's a lot of Maybe? what the, okay. that's a lot of what the visual novels are like. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot of what visual novels are. And so when we're talking about what appeared in A Prince on Paper with a phone-based, mm -hmm. um, making choices and engaging in dialogue, so a lot of them you're saying are like that choose-your-own-adventure setup where it's a visual novel and the only choices you're making are effectively, do you go to page four or do you go to page 10? Do but you you're say not X? seeing, right. Do you say X, do you say Y? And if you, you choose enough X choices, then you can kind of go down this path. Quite possibly. Exactly. The game that shows up in this novel, One True Prince, is extremely, mm -hmm. extremely close to Mystic, Mystic Messenger. And the thing about Mystic Messenger is uh, there's not much out there that, uh, other than Mystic Messenger that looks like Mystic Messenger. This is, okay. just a, this is just straight homage to Mystic Messenger, in my opinion, anyway. There might be other games that have come out since. I kind of did, like, a tiny amount of poking around, but, like, I sort of keep my eye on what's going on with, like, with mobile stuff. Mm. Um, and I really haven't seen anything, which is interesting because Mobile Messenger, excuse me, Mystic Messenger has been pretty successful. Um, it came out in 2016. Like, people still play it. There's still a pretty dedicated fan base. Um, and um, it's made by a Korean company called Chariots. Um, which, and it sort of has, and this is not necessarily something I kind of saw coming through in the game that she was playing, but the like, like weird, like undertones of like, a lot of the times you play through these games multiple times and like through that you are able to like accumulate a deeper story. And often a lot of these games, you know, there's, there's different kinds of these takes, but sometimes they're trying to tell a larger story about like memory or identity and you can only learn the full story by interacting with a bunch of different characters. Mm -hmm. But then there are also also sort of 
dating video games or relationship video games that are just like you could have a, a relationship with like any given character and that just kind of exists on its own continuum and you don't necessarily need to interact with the other ones to see the whole picture mm-hmm. um so like uh in the in the book when she's like corresponding and like answering texts and stuff or like getting phone calls i don't i don't remember actually i get i'm getting it mixed up with messenger does she get like like voice phone calls no, no it's she all doesn't. text-based That's a, yeah it's all text-based uh mystic messenger boys will call you and talk to you on the phone in korean they're not real obviously it's just voiceovers and you choose your response but anyway yeah um mystic messenger happens in a uh it happens in a 24-hour time frame Mm-hmm. um and basically oh so that's a huge change because she's in a relationship for like weeks with one character in the course no, of the no, novel no. The, the the game itself lasts for 11 days okay um, okay the game mystic messenger lasts for 11 days um and but during that time it takes place all the time it lasts for 24 hours a day Mm. Oh, okay. got it. Okay. And so you can get texts, you can get chats, and you can get phone calls during that period of time. And the game takes place whether or not you participate in it. So it's like it's almost like if like we three had a chat room together, and then like I wasn't there, and like you two logged on at three o'clock in the morning and were like tippity type and had some things to say to each other, or maybe somebody logs on at three o'clock in the morning and nobody's there, and someone's like, "Hey, is anybody there? I'm feeling really upset about this thing." And then they wait a while and they go away. So, like, one of the things that you can see that would be potentially problematic about this type of game is because it's happening all the time, like, do you really want to wake up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning to take place in, like, a pretend chat room? Right. Uh, The game takes maintenance. Um, One of the ways that the game makes money from you, um, and I I don't say that in a scornful kind of way because, like, things aren't free. Mm -hmm. Full disclosure, my husband works for a video game company, so, like, I'm pretty pretty in favor of video games making money because that's where the cat food comes from. Um, but like one of the ways that the game makes money actually is that you can you can buy a separate currency and using that currency, which is like little hourglasses, you can participate in things that happened in the past. Mm. So like if you wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and then you realize that there was a chat at three o'clock at night and you wanted to participate in it, then you can use the currency to buy that chat and participate in it. There are ways to earn the chat for free, but of course it's much easier to just buy the stuff. Right. Um, when I play games like this, honestly, I usually allocate to myself somewhere in the vicinity of about thirty dollars um, because I'm a grown up and I can afford it. But also, um, playing things for free <laughs> often involves like a lot of grinding, like a lot of just like whatever kind of effort. And I don't mind giving, I don't mind paying money for a product. I have enough money at this point in my life that, like, if I can't afford something, then I just don't buy it, usually. Uh, so, yeah, when I when I played Mystic Messenger, I allocated about $30 towards, like, a little hourglass things, so that I was like, okay, I'll make some educated decisions about what I want to participate in and what looks like it's going to be fun and then what I'm going to ignore. You don't get the whole game. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that's kind of weird about it, and I think it, it, it appeals to that, like, FOMO thing, where you're like, oh, my God, I didn't, I didn't what, what did I miss, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the game that she's playing is a pretty close approximation to that, you know. And you're having you're having interaction with a bunch of different characters at the same time. It's like this group of friends, and so it's not just like one dude that you're sending texts to. It's like an entire group of people, and they exist okay. in a, they exist in a universe. And your phone is your 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 entree into that universe. That's how you interact with everybody in that universe. Mm-hmm. And they're using that inter- that app to interact with each other, and so you participate in like larger conversations. The world is not centered around you. So 
if they're calling you and texting you and chatting you, are those interactions happening in app or would you get like a normal text message to your phone? All that stuff happens in app. So, app, so there's yeah. no, just, just to compare it directly to the book, you'd get an alert that you have a message in the app. You wouldn't on your phone's home screen have it look like a text message from someone you actually know who's in your phone texting you. You would get an alert that said at the top, like for my iPhone, it, it would have like a little title of what it is. It would say Mystic Messenger, and then it would have the character's name, a colon, and then the, the text of the text they send me. Okay, so you see the text. It looks a bit text. like a text. I'm not getting iMessenger chats right. from dudes. Right. I'm not getting regular old, it's, it's not doing uh, like, for example, what you can do with like Google Hangouts or whatever, mm -hmm. where the app will call you on the phone. No, mm -hmm. everything happens when I click the Mystic Messenger button and I have notifications turned on so that like if a chat is happening, then it'll tell you that a new thing has opened up or that you have gotten a text message and you can choose or not choose to click on that. Okay. So if somebody else took my phone, it'd be pretty obvious that it was a game alert and not a text message for anyone who knows what text messages look like. Mm, depends on how tech savvy you are. I mean, like... In the in the book, um, the yeah, so, love yeah, interest so you, like sees like, her phone. And it's like, oh my god, you're getting texts from a boyfriend, and it's yeah. like it would look like an app notification, not like a text from a lover. Um, yeah, let's say that it could look like an app notification from like like. Okay, so let's say that you're almost forty, like certain of us, me, <laughs> and I'd be like, what? What is this strange application this youth is using? WhatsApp? I don't know what that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. and instead, like, WhatsApp is it's a game. It's not a it's not a chat program. It's called yeah. Mystic. So here's the thing: this game. Now, if this if she got a little thing from an app that was called One True Prince, then I'd be like, okay, whatever. I get little notifications from something called Mystic Messenger. It looks like I mean, like it looks like mm -hmm. a messaging program. You know that it's not, but there's like it's just like a little tiny bit of immersion that goes along with it. And if you didn't know, okay, there's cons and you know, and and you were, you know, blinded by plot goggles, then yeah, you'd be like, who's texting you? And what is this? Yeah, and then like, okay, you know, like hey, can I have your can I have your Mystic Messenger ID to send you yeah. on Mystic Messenger? And you'd be like, no, <laughs> but I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's it's not it's not inconceivable, but based actually like the name of the app wouldn't really pass. But the real the name of like the application that this is mostly based on is that could okay. kind of fly. If I was like, yeah. what are the youths using nowadays? Oh, right. <clears throat> I, well, that was that was my argument. I was like, look, I I'm I'm old enough that I would be like, oh, I remember getting a text message over there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but just saying. I don't remember well, how old JoJo was supposed to be. Um. In college, just out of college, like mid twenties. No, he was JoJo was older. Nya was out of grad school. Yeah, but like rich people are weird. I don't even know. Like rich people obviously know much more about certain things, and then like maybe just don't know as much. I mean, like this is what happens in romance novels. Where people are like, yeah. "I am charmed by your commonness, lady. Why don't you be my princess?" You know what I mean? So like, it's true. Well, and they are hanging out with like royalty, so maybe the fact that it says one true prince, he's like, "Oh, it's the royal messaging app that we all use." It I is don't with know anyone in my peer group who still has their messages set so you can actually read them on the home screen. But isn't, we, she, isn't she it? He looks over her shoulder. It's not like I mean, a, like, I don't know. I mean, like, I when my husband sends a text message to me through, through Messenger, I can see, like, part of what it says. 
Right, but like I have that turned off. All I see is you have a text from name. And that's, but, I think everyone I know has it set up the same way. So uh, basically Connor Elaine is saying that we're, we're real old. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't, but I'm not getting sexed. Not that you're getting sexed, but I'm getting like zero sexed. There's literally nothing at this point that is showing up on my phone that I'm like. I mean, some of it honestly but, might be I am actively dating, not in Corona, clearly, because I don't want to yeah. like die of several different things. But um, I definitely wouldn't want to get a message like out on a date from Absolutely somebody else not. I'm dating, even or if like, I'm yeah. not exclusive with any of them. That's just, that'd be uncomfortable. I don't need or that. Just, I, I don't need to be out with my mom having like guy yeah. from last night texting. Or like a weird text. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like most of what I get is like pictures of my cat from my husband. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I worry about privacy as a general principle, but I'm, I'm just so boring. <laughs> this, is, this is really what lets people get away with it too you know where we're just like i'm just so boring that yeah. if people want to look i guess they're welcome to because yeah. i don't really have much going on okay so this is not a pre-planned question but mm. verging off of that how explicit do these get not very okay no. so like you're you're not worried about like messages you'd actually be like mortified if someone saw on your phone oh oh yeah no i mean like okay there's like mild flirty stuff there's like a little bit of innuendo but it's not stuff that's getting sent to you by text messages i don't really know what the um i honestly don't know what the rating for this game actually is for mystic messenger now dating sims can get real racy there's um one um it's called fashioning um fashioning miss lonesome i think is what it's what it is i think i wrote this down actually because i was i was wondering oh yeah it's fashioning little miss lonesome it's a porn game it's really good <laughs> yeah i mean like so i mean like unsurprising there are a lot of games like this that are that are actually marketed towards dudes and they're they're just like sexy right it's about like accumulating as many ladies and like forming a harem of ladies who want to sex you but um, you know, there's there's yeah, there's a there's like a, a rated I guess X game that's sort of set up like a dating sim. It has visual novel elements. The main mm -hmm. character is a female character. There are like two guys that you can date. Um, the production values on it are pretty high. There are they're better than a lot of stuff that's out there. I mean, um, talk about profit margins. Yeah, there's yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff that's a little bit problematic about it, like as you might surmise but there's actually less problematic content in this like sex game game that features sex than like a lot of the games that feature relationships because like doing it's just doing it you know but like there's less things that have like gray areas about consent and things mm -hmm. like that like this game is just like people getting down to it and i mean i'm, I'm okay with that right mm -hmm. it's just you know people holding ladies up against things i mean old school bodice ripper stuff right yeah yeah They're like women have sexy things forced upon them and then like later on decided that that was okay or whatever you know what i mean um a lot of the stuff that you get i mean like one of the things that happens is a lot of the um because a lot of this stuff is coming from uh it's coming from other countries then you get a, a different there are different um there are different norms for dating and there are different norms for male and female relationships and ladies in different countries things that things are think that th different things are sexy uh so you get like dudes that tend to be pushier i mean one of the things that, that i was that was interested in about this app that she was playing is that the, this was like this was more about like you know it's sort of in like afro-european kind of mold as opposed to like 
the Asian kind of mold, like these, those types of, I mean, there are still princes and stuff, but you know, in a lot of these games, dudes are pushing ladies up against walls, they're having sex with them while they're drunk, like, and all of these things are just kind of like stuff that happens. So when you say like, is that, when we're talking about the book, like her getting explicit texts, the only game that's really set up like that is Mystic Messenger, and that doesn't do that. Can okay. you find it? Can you find a sexy dating sim? Yes. No, she, it's, it doesn't get explicit in the book. Yeah. I was just wondering, like, if you're saying you have it set so you can see the app and you can see the message that comes through so you can engage with it, like, how, not necessarily how racy is the game, but how racy is the content that would come to, like, your idle app screen? I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think I have any of those probably still stored in my phone. I didn't play it all that long ago. But, you know, it'll just be things like, Mm -hmm. or someone being like worried about x you know and like mm -hmm. it's oh, basically yes. yeah you know it'll be like the title of someone will open up a chat room and then they'll put a title at the top of it and it'll be like who's going to adopt the cat <laughs> right perfect i mean that is that is like one of the plot lines of who's going to adopt the cat. so question in mm -hmm. the game that apparently mystic messenger mm. inspired in the book Nia has dated several of the different male characters mm -hmm. and you were saying sometimes that's beneficial because by dating several different characters that's how you get the whole story because you're getting different perspectives each time you engage. Mm -hmm. Are you basically starting the game over every time or do you have a ton of exes who hate you by the time you've dated 10 of them? No, you never have a ton of exes that date you. That's not romantic at all. <laughs> okay. You maybe have like always have one sinister ex or a guy that sucked or maybe even but not like that actually you're memory with, you know? of you dating them no, in the no, app. I've okay. never played a game that did anything like that to you. Um, uh, Stardew Valley. Can you break up with people in Stardew Valley? You can divorce them and they remember it and they oh, hate yeah? you. <laughs> I mean, granted, that is nowhere near a romance sim in that I like, never, I never broke up with anybody in Stardew Valley. Uh, I just always had, I just did different playthroughs. So I never Oh did. yeah, you can divorce your spouses and then turn your children into doves so you can start over. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it happens, you know. This is a farming game, Meg. Are the, is there a way to, are there games where you can break up with somebody in a game and then go with somebody else? Absolutely. Oh, no. But if you're talking okay. about like, I started the game over and I'm doing a new route, no, nah, it doesn't really work like that. Like within the span of one game, it's possible to like get into a, I'm sure people like min-max this. So they're like, okay, how many hearts can I break? Right? So you're with, you're with person and then you break up with them and then you get with other person and then you can break up with them and it has to be done in a certain order. I'm sure. I feel like you can do that with Mass Effect where you can start like mm -hmm. leading people. You start leading everybody else on and then you cut people off until you get to the end. But like, yeah, games will do that to you. But uh, when she's talking about like having played the game with multiple dudes, what, what usually happens with that is that um, the, game, the game will begin and there will either be, the game will immediately go off and each person will have their own unique story or there'll be something that's often called a common route which is like uh, for the first four chapters or whatever's in Mystic Messenger, I believe it's the first four days, you're kind of playing the same game, but you make decisions during the common round that will allow you to, at a certain point, branch off into something new at a certain point. And so there'll be like the, the, the part where you meet the guys and then you move into the apartment and then you get your job and then you go shopping and then there's a problem and then whatever else. Um, then all of those decisions kind of aggregate into at a certain point there's a cutoff and then you go where you're going to go based on that sometimes what you did was so lame or you did such a bad job that the game will end at the end of the common route they're like we're sorry 
you were unlovable. You lose. Please start <laughs> over. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, some people that are like into completionist stuff will go and like gather up the bad ends as well as like getting the good ones. So they they, they really want to do that. Yeah, 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 because they want to see what's going to happen, right? Um, yeah. Sometimes sometimes there are things that you can learn about the game through the ends that aren't so good that can allow you to sort of get an idea of what's going through the whole thing. But like to, often there are stories that un, that unfurl through the narratives of many different characters. Uh, one of the things that I often do when I pick up a new game is I'll try not to spoil myself on it too much, but I do actually look up to see what people have suggested would be like the ideal route, to, the ideal order. Mm -hmm. Like start off with something lighter and then, then bring in this guy that, that features this plot element and then do this one and then this is probably, and then once you do those three, then very often like two new people will open up, two new people that you've already met, and then you can kind of go on from there. But like, no, it's not like you got into a relationship with this guy and then you finish the game and then you reboot the game and you're ready to play again and you've broken Steve's heart. Okay, so when you say that, you know, you play it the first time you do these three people and then two mm -hmm. more open up, is it like a new game plus, essentially? Where there's incentives to replay from the beginning? Well, there's always incentives to replay because it's a piece of the game. If your game has like six characters and you only play one and you've played one sixth of the game, sometimes even less, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, the whole game is like all of those people. Now, sometimes okay. there, sometimes there are games where like you just choose to not play a route because you find out that it's going to be offensive or you just don't mm -hmm. like that dude or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, it, things aren't always dependent. You don't always have to play like person X to get to person Y, but very often you do a couple of like starter things and then that opens something up. Uh, Mystic Messenger has a mode that's called, uh, casual and then, uh, that's called casual mode and then deep mode. Casual mode has three people that you can get a, into a relationship with, one of whom is a woman. And um, deep mode has two other people. And then there's actually like something called, I think it's called another story, which is two more characters and sort of just has a completely different kind of story. It doesn't go through that common route at the very beginning. Hmm. So that there's just like a bunch of different kinds of iterations that you could do. Really, you don't, you know, sometimes it's not possible to understand the whole thing until you've sort of completed it. There's the hermeneutic circle, right? Where you, you only know the real picture until you've, you've experienced all of it. That's super interesting. Mm -hmm. So overall, did you like Mystic Messenger? Hmm. I like liked it and then it bothered me. <laughs> And then I liked it again. Then it bothered me. Okay, I like stuff in dating sims is like kind of weird. And Mystic Messenger definitely goes down some weird paths. Cherished, so now I can't say their name, Cherish. It looks like cherries with a Z. Um, their stuff is uh, kind of weird. Um, for example, uh, one of their previous games, which is called Nameless, um, is about a girl who collects ball joint dolls. I don't know if you're familiar with what these are, but they're oh yes, they're like ethereally beautiful dolls from Korea. Ball joint, ball joint, joint. Sorry. ball yeah. joint, yeah, ball joint dolls. They're just like super gorgeous dolls, the kind of doll that you want to like dress up in like a red leather jacket and like a cloak, oh. and a cloak that's like made out of the skin of a. Yeah. You well, know like people I mean? like, people collect them. They uh -huh. like make clothes for them, and they they're really into dressing them, right? 
they're really beautiful. I mean, they, I mean, like, they are beautiful, but they are also very disconcerting. Yeah, <laughs> they're like terrifying. They're like oh, yeah. perfectly porcelain anime heads. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so there's one where all you collect ball joint dolls, and then they all come to life. And it's and then like as you're playing the game, you start to forget things. <laughs> like <laughs> this is this is one this is one that you really like. Absolutely, okay. I love weird ones. Um, well, I mean, you didn't you say you played one with a a pigeon? You could be a pigeon. Oh yeah, that one's really weird, and it's not because the it's not because the um, it's not. This because one I found pigeons. you uh, unscrew the back of its head. No, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably to change color eyes or something. Yeah, I think, um, that's, I think that's how you pop their eyes out and put new eyes in. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, so it's about ball joint dolls. It's called Nameless. Um, and uh, it's very good, but it's sort of about, okay. the, it's about the nature of memory and a little bit about madness, and a lot, about a lot of other things. And like, you're, you're asking about Hatful Boyfriend, which is about dating pigeons, and everybody always brings this up. Yeah. And the one thing I will tell you about this game is that the game is not what you think it's about. Uh, on one hand, I kind of want to spoil it for people because Hatful Boyfriend came out in 2011. Um, but on the other hand, like playing the game yourself and actually seeing what happens in it is very, it's a very striking game. So I'll give you like another 10 years and then if you don't play Hatful Boyfriend, I'll tell you what happens. Okay. Um, you get like, I mean, there's like a time limit for stuff. If stuff is old. Hey, Rosebud, it's a sled. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. But you know, sometimes it's sometimes it's enjoyable to have those things have those things happen. I mean, the fact is, this is a game where you date pigeons, and you are the only person who is at this high school. Everyone else is a pigeon. You are like the only person left on Earth. That's why you were dating pigeons. So, you could think so about does like that where mean you liked Mystic Messenger. No, that's a different one. No, we're just talking oh, about games okay. that are weird. I like I like the part of Mystic Messenger that crept into like weird territory. I dislike the part of Mystic Messenger where it just needed me to maintain it all the time. Yeah. Man, I'm married. I already do that with one human being, and like, you know, during a pandemic too. Like when I was last playing it, I was like, Poof, this is a lot of maintenance. And actually, a lot of people. I was I was initially I was worried about this game that it was going to be too demanding, and it's not. Um, there may be six or seven chats that happen throughout the day um, sometimes, but like there'll be one at midnight, you know, and you're like, do I want to, there's a, there's a lot of kind of bargaining that goes along with like, if you're want to, if you want to participate in the thing, if you want to play for the thing, there's a considerations that go along with that. And um, I've always had a soft spot for things that look like ARGs, alternate reality games. Um, <laughs> a lot of those have to do with like weird, creepy conspiracy theories and those types of things. And I think that those are fun. Um, but the thing about playing an ARG that ex that exists sort of in this big this bigger space, and you get this with, um, for example, uh, games that are live and exist in the live space, uh, specifically Pokemon Go, and um, the game that preceded Pokemon Go. Who I was going to sound really smart, and I can't remember the name of it. It's um, fudge. I don't remember. Anyway, Pokemon Go is built on top of another game. Um, well, we can is, look it up at the end and then just edit it. Yeah, in, which is yeah, which snap. is which, yeah. You just do this with practical effects. Um, yeah. But anyway, the um, uh, this game it's it's about like traveling. It's about traveling and like taking over spaces, right? And the thing is, is that this happens in real time, but it's not it's not just you who's doing these things. There's like other people who are participating and are on your team and are helping you do stuff. So like 
the thing about Mystic Messenger is it does exist in this other world and it does exist in real time, but it's up to you to maintain most of these things. And sometimes it's like, I have to feed my cat. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing I do every day. I call it fattening the beast. Yeah. Um, so to what degree, I'm going to need to stop just because this stuff is going to be a thousand hours long, but I have so many questions. To what degree are you given a character? Because when we talk about like Mass Effect and Dragon Age as mm -hmm. like the framework, you're in character design. You put a lot of effort into building the character you want to have. There are some serious story parameters to your background you're given. And then you kind of build the rest of the character through the choices you make in game. How much character building is there in these romance sims versus are you just like you, you pick a name and you never kind of get any backstory or perspective because you're just play acting it as yourself? It really depends on the game and you, you know, you're play acting it as yourself or you're play acting as, a, as whatever persona you want to be, right? So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm bold or I'm sarcastic or I'm sensual or I'm whatever else. Sure, but like sure. um, a lot of people prefer kind of the blank protagonist to the point that um, I believe in Mystic Messenger, I, th I think, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, Mystic Messenger and a lot of these other games, when you get graphics, um, they're, they're called CGs, which are character graphics. And sometimes, you know, you'll just be playing along in the game and then it'll just pop up with like an illustration of what happens. Like, oh, I got smooched. Awesome. And then it'll have like a little romantic picture when you get smooched. Often the main character does not have eyes. Um, and this is uh, so that... <laughs> Of course. This is not because also, someone. Like, the lane space yeah. was really funny. She was like laughing. Yeah, she was you like, don't yeah, have yeah. eyes. All of us, and she was like, "What?" Yeah, you don't have <laughs> eyes. Uh, not because someone has unscrewed the back of your head like a ball joint doll and removed your eyes, but instead the eyes just aren't there, right? Because it's for you to self-insert. It's for you to imagine. So when you see there. the front, is it like their eyes are closed? What do you mean by doesn't have eyes? There's no eyes there. It's just like flesh-colored. I have some of these on my blog. I can I can send you a link or two of like what it looks like when they don't have any. Oh, eyes. I will be reading all your blog probably all night. Uh -huh. I'm gonna be real with you. Yeah, like, no, I'm... you can you can totally fall down the rabbit hole. <sighs> but yeah, you don't have eyes um, because you're not necessarily a character. Um, you know, and like it varies. Like in Mass Effect, you are a character. You're right. Commander Shepard, and you can kind of have a couple of personality. Commander Shepard can be nicer or pushier, right? Right. Um, or, but within Dragon Age, it's like a little bit less so, depending on the game that we're talking about. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is too, is a lot of the games that are coming out of other countries uh, want different things from their female protagonists. Um, so, I mean, honestly, a lot of the complaints that come out of the West when people are playing games that are pr produced in Japan is that the, the heroines are a lot more passive than you want them to be. They have, they feel like a lot more bland, right? Um, you know, and not even like in a like this is a kind and nurturing kind of person. But I think that I think that audiences there have a little bit more of a preference for like being able to imagine either themselves or their own persona kind of in that, and they don't necessarily need the game to provide that for them. Uh, whereas like I like feeling like Commander Shepard. It makes me feel like a badass, right? right. But um, you know, it some some games have it and some games don't. And even sort of in like uh, even like when we're talking about let's say James games from Japan, some have. A character that's more of like you have a name you can often you could change your name but like you'll still also have a name that you can change or you just don't have a name at all which is like why when you look at my blog um normally speaking when i'm provided with a name and i feel like i'm actually going to be a character i usually leave it alone um but when um my name like it'll just you know when it wants to plug in my own name i just plug it in the name marceline uh, which is the name that i blog under and it's also my cat's name so. That's inspired. Mm. 
I like it a lot. Yeah. So I can understand that criticism. Talking about like what Naya was playing. Oh, in the what book. Naya? Yeah, but there is no most of them. She she was playing Mystic Messenger, but for princes. Okay. Right. There's <laughs> nothing like uh, there's there's no other game that looks like that. Um, I mean, like maybe you'll post this online and someone will come and tell me that I'm full of shit. In which case, I'd like to play that game. Please tell me about that. I haven't heard about it. Cool. Um, but um, that's what she's playing. She's playing Mystic Messenger. So, other than mobile, where else do you see these sort of traditional dating sims? I guess, like, obviously, Dragon Age, Mass Effect, like, the bigger market video games or consoles, but you're clearly talking about some things in between, too. Oh, yeah, well, they're all over the place. I mean, the biggest amount, like, if you were just an average consumer and you wanted to go get something and you wanted to play something romantic, I would go on Steam. uh, Okay. Buy a computer. A lot of stuff is on Steam. Um, Mm It used to be that um, a lot of these you would see on handhelds that would then that would come from Japan. So for a while, the PS Vita, which really isn't it, it isn't production anymore, and they're done making games where the PS Vita actually has a number of um, has a number of good games, which are now being made for the PlayStation, which is pretty cool. Uh, I was doing a small amount of research before uh, I chatted with you guys, and I discovered that actually my favorite dating sim game, whatever the heck you want to call it, is going to be on Switch. It's coming to the Switch in June. So the Switch is actually, um, a lot of a lot of companies have started to put their stuff on the Switch. Um, and I would just like to emphasize the incredible breadth of like people that you can go out on dates with. So like, if you want to date ninjas, there are ninjas. If you want to date Sherlock Holmes, no. there's Sherlock Holmes. Oh. If you want to date, if you want to date, um, if you want to date Dr. Frankenstein, you can date Dr. Frankenstein. If you want to date a Dracula, you can date a Dracula. You can date a skeleton. It's just a straight up skeleton. Okay. Like smokes a cigar. Uh, pigeons, obviously. Um, Before I get distracted by this incredible list, what is your favorite game that you just mentioned that's coming okay. to, like, what is it? So my favorite dating sim, and again, dating sim, whatever. My favorite dating sim is a game called Caller X Malice. Uh, it's from Japan, and uh, I don't remember exactly when it came out. I think it might have been 2014 or something. Caller X Malice is. So imagine if you were living in Tokyo, and um, there was a crazy serial killer on the loose, and the obvious response of the government was to build a wall around the neighborhood that has the serial killer in it and to assign everyone a gun, right? <laughs> So, you're a police officer. With no eyes. You have eyes. Oh. oh. Yeah, you have eyes. You have, you, have, you, have eyes. you have eyes and you have a name and you're relatively assertive for, okay. uh, for a Japanese game. Your name is Ichika, which you can change. But, uh, yeah, so it's like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Escape from New York. Like, so you're locked in this Japanese, which is like, this, this is an incredibly transgressive game because Japan is like really, really anti-gun. Um, and, but everyone is assigned, a, like, a gun to protect, they're like, the government can't protect you from the serial killer, so we're gonna wall off the city, because this is where all the killings are happening, so this is where the serial killer is, and then everybody gets a gun to protect themselves. And, uh, and then, of course, the serial killer is, like, killing, killing people in, like, typical serial killer kinds of ways, so. He's counting down from 12, and it's very thematic, and it's absolutely ridiculous. I love it. Can you, can you date the serial killer? Uh, or is that a spoiler? I mean, I can tell you that, but it's not like a super surprise. I don't even remember who the killer is, honestly. Oh, okay. So so you probably can. 
Is it the same killer every maybe time? Maybe in an expansion. It's the same killer every time. Maybe in okay. an expansion. I think maybe that you can't date okay. killer. So, I don't think so. Okay. There is a dude or two who is like who's like slightly problematic in that. I think he has a relationship with the killer or something. I mean, mm. all these like half of the dudes like they they know more than what's going on. Right. And they haven't told you. You know, whatever. I love that no. game. It's just batshit. It's wonderful. I love batshit things. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you, yeah. used, you used Lane's catnip word. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. If you want crazy I, games, I have so many crazy games for you. I, I will say, um, and this deviates a little into where we were going to go next, so I do want to ask before I, I comment mm. on this. for Because, you know, Switches and PS Vitas and Playstations obviously have an entry point of you already own these consoles, whereas mm. phones are pretty ubiquitous. Are yeah. there any phone games you'd recommend to any of our listeners who might be interested and have never tried a dating sim before? So there are um, there are a couple of things that I would recommend. Um, there's a platform called Love 365. Um, it has slowly been inching towards being free to play, but there's an enormous content of pay to play content on it where you can buy a story for somewhere in the vicinity of about $4. Um, what has happened is that the company was producing a lot of like smaller games and then at a certain point they were like, hey, let's roll, just roll all these up into like one thing. So you got like a cop game and a game where you did all this gods of the Zodiac and then like a game where you have to move in with some guy who's like your stepbrother and then like whatever, you know what I mean? It's just like a, a whole variety. You got divorced and then you got to figure <laughs> out or like you worked until you were 33 and then you realized that you got to start dating again. And do you date younger men? Like a whole bunch of different like themed games like this. I, I like love 365 a lot. It has, it's very, it's kind of like Harlequin, uh, okay. Har- Harlequin novels, which mm-hmm. I, I will be honest with you. I don't spit on. I don't mm-hmm. like there's, there's lots of good stuff in Harlequin. Like, I mean, like it's kind of like Harlequin where there's like some trash and then there's like Sarah Morgan's books and Harlequin are really good. Um, they're just, they're smaller and they're lighter and they're slice of life kinds of things. You know, it's about like, you work at a bakery, you want to run your own business. And like a guy who's like six years older, younger than you wants to date you. What are you supposed to do? What kinds of decisions are you supposed to make? So I like that. Yeah. So I like that. Yes. That's really obviously the solution. So like that's, (laughs) that's called Love 365. Um, there's another game called Ikemen, Ikemen Sengoku. Uh, which is about dating his uh, historical Japanese uh, warlords, um, specifically from the Sengoku period. If you want to date warlords from other periods, you have to go to other games. Uh, like there's a game called Hakuoki where you're dating Japanese warlords, uh, sort of who are Japanese warriors who are also vampires. But that's a different one. That one's that really one. Good. I want that one. That one's really good. That one's really good. It's been around for a long time, and you'll be able to get it cheap. Hakuoki is really good. Uh, one of the things about being into these games is like because you could date so many people from so many Japanese historical periods. I totally know all the stuff about Japanese history now, which is weird because <laughs> I was never actually really into Japanese stuff. Like I'm not coming from like from uh, someone who was a fan of anime. I'm actually coming from someone who was a really big fan of romance. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, I was like, hey, you know what? I'm old enough. I'm just going to like what I like. And I like reading romance novels. So I'm going to find romance novels that I like. So I found old ones that were good. And I found newer ones that were good and were doing things that I liked. And then I was like, you know what? I like video games too. I'm going to find video games that have romance in them and I'm just not going to care. And that's kind of like why I'm here now because like I decided that I was going to start reading romance novels again. And then I was like, there's still, there's stuff out for me. And actually like me spending money on it means that more things like that will get produced. Mm-hmm. Love 365 is good. Ikemen Sengoku is good. Um, 
there was one other thing that I was going to recommend, and I forget what it was. Oh yeah, there's another there's another sort of game platform called Shall We Date. Um, it has a number of slightly older games on it, but the quality of some of them is actually pretty good. Uh, and those are free to play games. The latter two are free to play. Most of the the ones included in the former are pay to play. Those are smaller and they're lighter. Um, the, the writing in the in the Japanese in Ikumen Sengoku was really actually quite funny and of a high quality. It's probably the highest quality of all of the games. Okay. So that's where Meg should start. <laughs> she's such a stickler for <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. writing. Whatever. But, okay. So thank you so much for talking to us about dating sims. Mm-hmm.